Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy. I guarantee, baby, we got it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Hello. (laughs) Hello. We are coming to you as two people who just went out and interacted with other humans. Yeah. This is huge for us. Very huge. (laughs) We went to a friend's pool party for a little bit, and we are the people who, in a party full of parents with toddlers... We are keeping an eagle eye on our dog, <laughs> much with the same energy. Yes. And then whenever anyone talks about their children, I go, oh, I know. We got, <laughs> we got this one. Can I pose a question to our listeners? Sure. I want to know, cishet parents, cis-het. and maybe this maybe this would go beyond that, but I think just because of the country we live in, do you think that once you had a child, you started playing your gender more if you hadn't been playing your gender before? Mm. Naomi and I were debating this in the car. Yeah. And I said, I think cishet parents, once they have a child, start playing their gender. Like the father is befuddled and like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I'm supposed to keep this thing alive. And the mom's like, yeah, of course you are. (laughs) I'm going to get you help. You're just a man. (laughs) Um, It's funny because I do get very, I think I'm at this point now. I'm reaching this age point in my life where i'm like i don't know what to say to parents <laughs> like i don't know how to socialize i get really kind of like yeah how's your kid and then like and after go, that i kind of like don't know what's left and then i just am like okay cool <laughs> you touch their shoulder you're like oh i'm so sorry i don't say i'm so sorry <laughs> i really do try to be interested i just think i don't really know what else and that's why i'm like like you could ask me what you're into mm-hmm. and obviously there's something else you bring to the table but you know when they, when your child when the child is very small and takes up all your time, which they do when they're very small, that's no one's fault. That's just a fact of what they need. Yeah, you know you ain't got time to be into a lot of other stuff. You it, know when they're real little. If you're our friend, we are invested in your children. But anyone outside of that, we're like, eh. that's even nice of you because I ain't necessarily invested in everybody's children. Like I want them to be good and happy, but I don't know. Well, because it's like. 
because we're childless, we don't have the same schedules as a lot of people. So I guess what I mean is like, not that I'm not interested, but it's, I don't see them a lot. You see what I'm saying? Like my friends, kids, I don't see them a lot. If these were kids that I was like seeing every now and then, and we could like have time to hang out, I would be like, okay, oh my God, look at how you've grown. <laughs> you know, I'd be like really into it. I mean, now, you know, I kind of respond that way to Instagram pictures, but I'm not like in the lives of the children. But I just meant that like our friends, we know what to ask them about their children. But well, anyone sure. outside of that, I'm just like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we like, do. Okay. I'm not invested in your child. My friend's child's I'm invested in. I want them to thrive. Right, right, right. You want to know where they're at, what they're into, what they've been watching lately. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Of course. All of that stuff. I know. Well, this is the problem, though. It's like I'm interested with kids, but like we don't have any overlap. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking to kids and I'm like, you know, have you been watching somebody somewhere? You know what I mean? <laughs> and like three-year-olds, they don't know what I'm talking about. You need to be watching it. It's one of the best shows on TV. Put down Bluey. I was going to say, they're watching something called Bluey, and I don't know nothing about Bluey. I can't partake in that conversation, you know? So Jeff like, Hiller, Bridget Everett, you need to be in Bluey, <laughs> and then maybe we will watch it. <laughs> Honestly, Bridget could come to a song on Bluey, and it might slap. Sure. I'd be like, gotta watch Bluey now. But we didn't come here to talk to you about Bluey because, as we said, we have no interest. No, there, there's one kid wanted to feed Mabel a pizza crust. Yeah, and I go, oh no, no, she can't have that. And then the kid's mother goes, oh, why is she on a special diet? And I froze up because <laughs> we're not, we weren't on the same page. Which is the my page is you don't feed your dog pizza crusts. Right, 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 right. And hers was you can feed your dog pizza crusts unless they're on a special diet. <laughs> and I literally froze up and I go. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> oh my god, how much more awkward is that, you guys? Andy does not know how to be. You should just be like, yes, it's and then a diet go, of no pizza crust. I go, oh wait, I got I got treats for her, so I I ran and grabbed Mabel's treats so that the kid could feed her treats. And Mabel did good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, she she cooked the food well. That's yeah. good. But yeah, that's funny. It's so funny actually because I'm surprised by that because I feel like in LA it's like everybody's like, oh my dog's off gluten. You know, like <laughs> my dog doesn't not really gluten, but it, it will people you know be like, yeah, my dog has a you know chicken allergy or right. a beef thing or whatever. So. I don't go giving people pets anything, even the, like dog treats, without asking because I'm like I'm like dogs got all kind of issues going on. Humans have and, all kinds of like I don't well exactly. Feed, I don't feed but the idea that like creature. I was very I'm very surprised like an LA parent was fully like, oh, is your dog have some sort of health issue that would prevent them from having greasy pepperoni pizza <laughs> crust from the hand of my child? It's like, oh, is she on Ozempic? Yeah, so, that's you should. She's on Ozempic. She's doing that. What's that diet where you don't eat? Where you you eat like high fat, but you don't eat bread. Atkins? At no. Oh, keto, 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 keto. 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 Oh, wait. And was Mabel doing keto? She's very keto. That should be it. Next time someone asks you that question, you, and they're like, "Why can't I give? Why can't my child give you a dog pizza crust?" She's my keto. child has a full chocolate cake. She wants to feed your dog. Can she do that? I'm like, no, she's on keto. I'm sorry. She's keto. I'm sorry, she's not supposed to. So sorry. She's not supposed to eat cake. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Andy, I gotta say, I am pretty excited because our live show is coming up soon, baby. Holy it's soon, soon, soon. Crap. Soon, soon, soon. soon. Two week weeks. and a half. Two weeks. Sure. Around Eleven days. I was <laughs> twelve days. <laughs> you were rounding. You were rounding up. I was rounding down. 
The fact is, it's sooner than two weeks. Okay? It's sooner than two weeks. So July I am 7th. July 7th. Friday, July 7th, 7 p.m. Here in Los Angeles at Permanent Records Roadhouse, an outdoor venue. Come on, you know us. And also, also our first time doing this, it will be live streamed. So if you do not live in the L.A. area, you can still get a ticket to see the show. And it'll be up for three days. Right. So if you're like, oh, God, I'm in bed by 8 p.m. I'm not going to make it or whatever. Guess what? You got three days after that. Just three. Just three. And then we're done. You got Monday. You got Tuesday. You got Tuesday. Then it's off. Then it's off. So you'll have three days to watch. Okay. So do not delay. Grab some tickets because even though it is a live stream, it is limited still. How many people can come into the stream? Okay. So grab the ticket. I mean, we'd love to see you in person. The more smiling, shining faces, the better, especially because we are coming with a great lineup and we want our lineup to feel the love that we feel as hosts. Yes, we've got Nori Reed. Yes, we've got Lacey Mosley. Yes, we've got Shantira Jackson. Yes, we've even got Paul Shear. All right. Andy's triumphant return to the stage. Andy's triumphant return to the stage. That does put a lot of pressure on it. So I really hope it's good for you. No, Andrew? I'm just I'm just gonna be fucking around like I always do, Naomi. Oh, great. And then <laughs> but, high on Ozempic. <laughs> guys, uh the one thing though, I hope you hear this. we we will be answering questions live. That is what the show is going to be. So if you have a sh- question you want our wonderful panel to answer, email it to us now. That way, like if you're in the audience, but you don't, you know, you want to a- ask the question, but you don't want to get up in front of people. or You don't know what the vibe is. Or if you're watching the show from the comfort of home and you want this panel to answer your question, w- you have a chance for that to happen. Depends on how many we get. That's why I say a chance. Point is, email us, pod at Gmail. Put in the subject line for the live show. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we're going to look at these and then we're going to pick something to answer. Yes. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. And get your tickets. There's going to be a ticket link in the show notes for today's show. There's a ticket link in the link tree on the social media for Couples Therapy Pod. So check- my link tree on mine. Naomi's it's also posted on Maine for my Instagram, Black Dress Comedy. I can't change it now. <laughs> Uh, so no excuses, no excuses. You can get all the details, grab your tickets. It's going to be a fun show and it is less than two weeks away. You know what you could also do? What? We're giving people a lot to do. What? Okay. Feed, feed Mabel a full thing of breadsticks from uh, Olive Garden. Six mozzarella sticks. (laughs) Feed feed Mabel six mozzarella sticks. One giant mozzarella stick from (laughs) Patty Ann's in Brooklyn or something. Um, we have a Patreon. All right, we are oh, two. Right, we do, Andy. Remember, we are two striking writers, possibly a striking actor. Who knows? But even with the writer strike, things have slowed down. So we would love if you could join us on the Patreon. We give you two bonus episodes a month where we're talking about all sorts of things, Hattie. The boards are lighting up because I've been teasing certain things, and now people are speculating. The, board, the boards <laughs> on the Patreon buzz. Oh, yeah. Okay, people are I'm really putting, playing detective on the people the are detecting on the, the page comments because I talk about a recent event in my life something very random and i said people need to know um i'm also going to after the live show because i just kind of want to get the live show under our belts have that happening i will be doing um a stand-up a little stand-up show just for the patreon crew so that'll probably happen into july so if you want to join us um can i tell people about the picketing last week on i think it was thursday we went and I had this idea in my head. I wrote this sign. I said, I bet most of the studio heads have visited Epstein's Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of ironic. I mean, they're rich, so who knows what they've done. But like, <laughs> but like, it was kind of ironic. And I didn't realize this. We were like 20 minutes into picketing, and you like looked up something on your phone. You're like, oh, this is Showrunner's Day. 
Yeah, so, a little themed event <laughs> where a bunch of showrunners, you know, people who could hire. So I'm walking around with, uh, admittedly ironic, but sign, but they don't know me from Adam. Right. They don't know me from Eve. They don't know me from the snake. <laughs> They don't. They don't know who I am. So the most powerful showrunners in the town, maybe not the most powerful, because they probably sent their assistants to go picking for them. But very powerful <laughs> showrunners and our friend, many friends that we yeah, saw. Yeah, we ran into many people. <laughs> See me walking around with uh, basically what like a QAnon lunatic would walk around with. <laughs> oh God, it's fun being Andy B. <laughs> And he's making his triumphant return to the stage. Where I will be ranting about Epstein's <laughs> Island and the flight logs. Who's on them? Please don't, because I'll oh, have to God, stand no. there and then I'm going to have to laugh for 10 seconds, but then I have to be like, stop the bit. <laughs> I'm done with this I bit. Would, Naomi, I would never, I would never I don't know. Do I think you're you. going to, you keep calling it a triumphant return. I think the energy is going to make you loopy. I think you're going to get up there. And then especially because you like to yell when you're excited, because uh-huh. that's how you project energy. Like it could be unhinged. It could get unhinged, but mm. I don't want to undermine you in front of company. Yeah, okay. No, no. I, I, hey, I appreciate that. Let's talk this through. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm trying. I would never. <laughs> I would never dose you with '90s irony on stage. Yes, absolutely. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's hey. Isn't that the gamble of the live show? Now you all got to come. Now you all got to come. Like, oh, what's going to happen? See what happens? I'll, I'll tell you this right now. How unhinged will Andy be? I will wear a jumpsuit. Okay. All right, I'm promising you that now. And I will probably wear a band t-shirt. Well, we're both doing what we do. <laughs> we're both doing what we do. Now, can we get into this episode? Because this episode was actually like a surprise banger. This was amazing. We were fans of the person from their acting. Yes. But to find out, yes. not only not only are yes. they a great actor. Yes. A mensch. A mensch. A mensch. And also, not just a mensch, but like smart and not mincing words, okay? They really came ready to change hearts and minds. And we are talking about, you've already heard their dulcet tones, the one, the only, Liv Hewson. Yes. Liv is yes. an Australian actor and playwright, honey. Hello. But you know Liv from shows like Santa Clarita Diet and Yellow Jackets. They are wonderful. I mean, Yellow, wonderful Jackets, Yellow Jackets is it. And season two of Yellow Jackets is complete. You can watch all the episodes. You can watch season one and two on Showtime, on the streamers. Find a way to get it. Yellow That's, Jackets is good. There's going to be a secret 10th episode, I heard. Oh, my God. Secret, secret app. I'm okay. On, don't spoil and Listeners, do not spoil it for me. I'm only a couple episodes into the second season. I know, okay? I know, because you got I gotta pace it out because I'll be getting stressed. <laughs> I'm telling you that about your jackets, stressful. but it's so stressful, but it's so good, and everyone's so good, including especially Liv Houston. So without further ado, roll it. Okay, Liv. Now you said, you know, before we started recording that you had listened to the show and then I waved my hands mm-hmm. like a floaty outside of a um car dealership. Car dealership. <laughs> That's what makes us great, Naomi. We could finish each other's metaphors when the other one is <laughs> Exactly. We saw the CO two in our house. Naomi boiled two eggs this morning, and the CO2 was mm-hmm. off the chart, so our brains might be mush. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I didn't realize you guys pottied so hard. <laughs> Um, also, I do need to point out the fact that I did boil eggs and then put the egg in the egg. One of them immediately cracked open. And I was like, how could I fuck up boiling an egg? That, that is such a heartbreak when that happens. And then you just have like egg white floating in the pan cooking as it's leaving the shell, chasing after it with a spoon, begging it to come back. Miserable. I I will say I did 
take it as a sign of personal failure. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, you yeah, can't even boil an egg. <laughs> yeah, and that's important. It's important to internalize it as soon as possible, as <laughs> as deeply as possible, and then carry it with you forever. Absolutely. Okay, so you get it. You understand <laughs> yeah. moving through the world. <laughs> Where are you at emotionally today? You know, how are you feeling? What do you, what's going on? You're learning to trust your AT&T internet provider. Yes, I am. Where are you in your heart? Oh, um, I'm, I'm like, I'm in love. It's, I mean, I hope that's okay to say, but like, that's, that is, that is what's happening. And it seems like, it's like, what else can I talk about? (laughs) Like, That's the headline. You are, is this, is this a new love? Yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Like, like this year. Yeah. Wow. 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 Okay. We want to protect mm-hmm. anonymity, you know, and like not get it, but this is very exciting. Now tell, let's talk about this kind of like this whole love feeling. Mm-hmm. When you meet someone and fall for them, do you go all in easily or does it take you time to kind of, you know, open your heart and loosen your butt? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So it's like, um, I think in terms of like, cause I guess that question is kind of like, do you, do you fall in love easily? Right. Yeah. And I think, I guess it depends on what you mean. Cause it's like, if, if by easily you mean often, then no, or if by easily you mean quickly, then, then it really varies, I think. And then if, if by easily, then you actually mean like hard, like, <laughs> like completely or intensely, then yes, absolutely. <laughs> so it just depends. Um, on on what easily okay means. L- okay the the dramaturgy the dramaturgy yeah. forgetting you're a playwright <laughs> forgetting you're a playwright for a minute. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but i guess more like i i think i meant intensely because i say that mm-hmm. to say like i think i was somebody who was always like looking for love like looking to be right. in love so it was like oh i see i came ready i came ready so, to like so get wait were you you were someone that like no matter what the actual circumstances were, you're like, I'm going to make this love happen. I would kind of, I would try to make love happen. <laughs> I am going to make it love. That's I'm, I'm the opposite historically. Like, okay. so, 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 so the opposite. Yeah. Really like, um, uh, avoidant of it to the point of neglectful of it, where it's like, that's not like, not only is that not on my radar, it's not a part of my life and I'm not interested at all. Like, um, uh-huh. yeah, particularly, like, particularly in like- my twenties. Yeah, like Los Angeles, love is something off the map that you kind of stumble into. In Los That's Angeles, so funny because, yeah, it's no, it happens to you. Yeah, it happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things you just kind of like drop. You like accidentally make a wrong turn, and you're like, "This was here this whole yes, time." Yes, yes, yes. Or you're like, "This strip mall mm-hmm. is the world's greatest restaurant." Mm-hmm. I would have never thought. That's, that's so funny. Yeah, you know, not no, honestly. Yeah, it's it's very much it's it has been. A lot like um, being hit in the head with a frying pan, I would say. <laughs> Romantic. Yeah, but it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Very I Love Lucy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, you're saying, you know, resistant, avoid it to the point of neglectful before. Yeah. What shifted for you? Was it just that this person came into your life and it was like, oh, wow, now I've been broke? Or had something changed in your internally for you are you older now is it therapy <laughs> i'm just th- i like to throw out yeah, possibilities yeah, 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 yeah. so that you have something to work with a combination of anti-anxiety antidepressant that's really working it is a, it is it's so interesting because it is a real it has been a real um combination of those things where like there was 
there was a degree of like, oh, this person's here. Like, oh, fuck. Okay, shit. <laughs> um, but then, and then also alongside that, um, I, I had been like undergoing a number of real, um, personal shifts just in terms of like how I thought about myself and how I was moving through the world and how I was thinking about the future. Um, and I think like my, my capacity for like, for intimacy was something that was, was opening up within me a little bit again on my own, but it really like coincided so strongly, like in and around this specific experience. Um, and it's funny. It just like, it just feels like, everything lined up exactly the way that it needed to this is so good i can see the glow i can see (laughs) the glow of love oh my god they're blushing they're blushing have you fallen in love with more people in australia or in america oh my god i i think i think it's one each i think it just literally is one each oh one one it's a good, uh, it's yeah, a good so soccer even. score. Yeah, that's not bad, right? That's like that's a that isn't. I mean, in terms of soccer, that's quite a tense game. One one. It's, isn't it? it's, true, it's true. Things are happening then. A one one mm-hmm. means you've really been on the edge of your seat. Um, Big time. But now, growing up, you know, as a teen, were you again this neglect? Was that always like that? Meaning, like, because obviously, I know you were like acting from a young age and stuff. But I don't know how early on you were like career driven, you know, and if that impacted some Ooh. of that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I I have always been incredibly, like, motivated creatively and, like, always very passionate about that, always very sure that that was what I wanted to do. And at the same time, um, historically, I've always been a terrible long-term planner, like, didn't, never really imagined, like, a a future beyond, like, a few months ahead of me at any given point in time, which in some ways, like, was, was a strength coming coming into a line of work where you have so little control over like your time and, and your future on a logistical level. Um, but in terms of like uh, thinking for myself emotionally, it's like, oh, what kind of, what kind of life do I want? Or what kind of relationship do I want? It was always a matter of like, who don't even think about that. Like who cares? It's not important. It's not, it doesn't matter. Um, so I had, I sort of had that part of my brain shut off for a while, I would say. What about back in that? What was the teen dating scene in <laughs> Canberra? Oh, Mike, I, it's like, I can't, I, uh, <laughs> the, the reaction that I'm having is that it was such a horror show. It was just terrible. Like, I, I, ad, like, adolescence for me was like a fucking Mad Max Thunderdome that I, okay. like, I count myself eternally grateful to have escaped in one piece. Um, so, you know, it was like I, 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 I dated or like I, I had, um, romantic and like intimate, like connections or whatever, like all, like the coming of age stuff happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like not in a way that I think about with any degree of fondness, I would say. Okay. 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 Yeah. It was, it was more thorny than not. Okay. Well, that would also then impact, you know, in your twenties being like, I'm not about this. You know? Well, kind of. Yeah. I kind of literally. Yes. Yeah. Um, particularly like in in yeah like i i think i spent some of my early 20s being like no it's fine that none of that affected me at all i can totally just um, move through as though none of that's uh sitting on me at all um and then and then it was like actually everybody get away from me great um (laughs) i've decided that everyone needs to get away from me right now and then I, I spent uh, a long stretch of time very actively not thinking about or pursuing um, 
anything of the like. Mm-hmm. So then when, when did love come back into your life? Or when did you allow love to come back into your life or dating or any, any combination of <laughs> dating and love? It doesn't have um, this, uh, uh, <laughs> January 1st this year. I'm like, going to say January like, start of this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, real. Resolution? Kind of. I mean, I don't really make those, but I, I literally, it's funny that you were asking me like what, what kind of shifts or changes I'd identified in myself. Um, because I was, I, over New Year's, this most recent New Year's, I was in Europe with, um, one of my best friends and we were just like talking to each other about how we were feeling and like what we wanted to do this year and just like where we were at generally. And, and I remember talking to her and feeling within myself, literally like as December was ticking over into January, really feeling this, this sort of still click of like, oh, I'm ready now, actually. I'm, I'm actually ready now. I, I'm good. This, I do want this in my life again and it matters to me. Um, and then, and then then everything sort of, uh, fell into place after that. (laughs) Now, okay. Without giving us too much, too much. Was this a person mm -hmm. that you had known already or kind of in the still click? Did the person appear? You know what I mean? I'm almost like, like, a um, like a vision. No, appeared. not a vision, but almost like, like out of Spiritus Monday. <laughs> no, but very like, very like that is your cue to enter stage right. The click has happened. No, it's, and, um, do you know what I mean? We 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 were in each other's vicinity. It's okay, like, okay, so this was okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, we were, we were in each other's vicinity, and it had been a thing where I was like, "Don't actually, don't, uh, don't look at me." Like, I, like I'd been trying trying to ignore it. Um, oh, and then. So funny. Yeah, so it's like so it's like this person was there already, but I wasn't like I, I was like no, nah, no, I, I don't know how to do this. This like I'm, but this isn't something that I do. Like no, forget it. Absolutely not. There's no way in hell. And then and then in personally within me, it was the shift of like no, no, no. I I actually I actually am ready, and this is something that I do want. And I'm and what am I fucking doing? Like what am I running away from? Um, I'm I'm ready now, and uh, yeah, and then um. And then uh, the rest happened, I suppose. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like, it's feeling very, and I don't say this in a condescending way, cute. Like, the mm-hmm. look on your face, the excitement is palpable. I feel like through a Zoom, I can see the I can feel the butterfly. Yeah, and that's what's, like, so sweet. That's so oh, sweet. Oh, thank you. Andy, do you remember butterflies? I still get them from you. You do? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> so what does young Hollywood do? Like in, <laughs> when I was younger and I was reading uh, Rolling Stone magazine, it's like all the all the young Hollywood people are at the Viper Room. What's going on now? Or because, uh... <laughs> what is going on now? I think there's I think I th- I mean, who knows? But anecdotally for myself and and for the the people sort of in my professional sphere around my age, I think particularly like coming out of like what the last few years of the pandemic have been like everybody's a bit everybody seems a bit more chill and maybe a bit more at peace with themselves and more interested in like in socializing and connecting in ways that feel just genuine like I personally am noticing um people motivated by like a a genuine desire to like connect and spend time together in a way that like feels quite grounded um Mm -hmm. I don't think people are as anxious about like, um, like industry stuff that used to bother them. Right, right. Like, am I, am I making, 
No, I mean, may, like maybe there's always going to be some of that, but I, I just feel like all of us, at least at least in my universe, all of us are looking at each other, being like, "Yeah, well, you know, like works work, but also like, are you, is everybody good? Like, <laughs> yeah, should we yeah, just yeah, yeah. should we go should we have something to eat? Like, it's okay, we're gonna be all right, yeah. and yeah. that's nice. Yeah, yeah, the pandemic has really crystallized for a lot of people uh, what is worth pursuing in life and the yeah. work is i find the work fulfilling the work itself not the like process baubles yeah not the other things yeah. around it but the work itself is yeah. fun but also it's just like not at the expense of hanging out with naomi and mabel and yeah. squee like or by hell yeah. those are our pets but yeah <laughs> like, yeah. yeah but like that kind of stuff or yeah. just like i think that's why a lot of labor actions are coming out of this because yes it's just like 100 yeah you're gonna fucking exploit me and use up all my time. Right. And, totally. And then maybe no, yeah. just not even put the show out. Right. Or just like pay me period where you're like, because you realize what at the end of the day, right? What, because basically we were put into a world where simple interactions carried a danger that none of us were accustomed to. And so once you right. put that on the simplest of things, the things that people were doing that broke their backs, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, labor period and, you know, the janitors being laid off and everything where you go, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This really ain't it now. There's no, no way you could get me to, you know, sit here and no. do shit and say thank you. <laughs> no, there's actually nothing more important than, like, people's lives or people's health. You know, like, what, what, are, what, are, we, what are we doing here? You know, what it's are like... We do- what are we doing here? It's like, yeah, like, the, the things that we want to do professionally that we're passionate about, like, um, matter and are special and, like, we'll continue to pursue them. But it's like, what... What is the real most important thing? It's like, that doesn't always win, you know? And it certainly doesn't win at the expense of being treated fairly, having access to what you need, like being connected to like a community of people. Like it's, you know, like life stuff matters more than any of that shit at the end of the day. And and I've definitely felt that in the last couple of years. And I think a lot of other people have too. Yeah. Personally, I feel bad for TMZ. Why? <laughs> they don't have as much to work with anymore. <laughs> oh, because people aren't outside stumbling not, from clubs. Yeah, they're not misbehaving. They're not like. Will someone please think of poor TMZ? <laughs> we must. We must think of TMZ in these trying times. They're not doing coke off the the hood of their uh, Porsche anymore. I don't know. But <laughs> I know. I, was, I love when Andy tries to think of really? like sordid activities as someone who like has never done a drug and doesn't drink. He's like, uh, coke off of a car. Uh, uh, Definitely coke off a car. Coke off a slanted surface, 100%. That is that is what it is. <laughs> uh, drinking ayahuasca out of someone's butthole. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> um, but wait, Liv, I want to go back to something you said that I just really kind of stuck with me. You were talking about, you know, as you said, sort of like that New Year's Eve moment and having, hearing or feeling that internal click of like, I am ready for this. Um, yeah. That to me, like, I guess what I'm struck by is that sense of self-awareness, you know, and that right. ability to know where you're at, you know, kind of in the moment. And I was just to wondering. recognize it within you. Yeah. yeah. To recognize that, like, did, was that something that you've always had or has been cultivated? Um, I think, I think as a baseline, I'm pretty intuitive. Um, I, I've been like in and out of touch with myself throughout my lifetime for like various different reasons in various different ways. But it's, it's, uh, I am, I am able to be quite in touch with how I feel and what I need when I choose to pay attention, 
like the messages are there. Um, and I think a lot of the work of the last few years or like the work of like my adulthood has been, um, figuring out how to get in touch with and stay in touch with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's what the like sort of healing integration, like therapy stuff is, is like, okay, so no, no more fragmentation, no more like splitting your life up into different bits, no more ignoring if something feels bad or unsafe or like, or no more like shying away from the things that you feel or the things that you know to be true about yourself or that you know that you need. It's just like, um, feeling a sense of, of cohesion and peace within myself that, that I've worked quite hard on getting to, um, but that I now feel quite able to stay in, uh, mm. which is really wonderful. Um, it's, yeah, it's a real piece. Yeah. Tell me how you, tell me how you do it. I'm obviously asking, you know, for myself uh, to take notes, <laughs> to listen back, <laughs> talk to me. Well, to, to be honest, I, it was like, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of having been in therapy for the past four years. Um, it's a lot of like, uh, coming out as non-binary in every aspect of my life and really like honoring that. And, um, uh, like, having had top surgery last year and like feeling a new integration physically, like feeling good in my body. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like, um, getting in touch with myself and, and piecing my life back together in such a way where it's like, I'm, I am whole and who I am and expressive about that. Uh, and that's like a simple matter of fact baseline. Yeah. Um, and so from that place, it is so much easier for me to feel like a, a foundational like peace or strength from which to like pursue and get in touch with the things that I want for myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was there a point that you reached where you were like, I got to go into therapy and I got to figure some of this stuff out? Or was it just kind of like a natural like, oh, this seems like this is a I don't mean like was there a crisis point necessarily, but I'm just like wondering what no, the for process sure. like you got up to where you're just like, oh, because like for me, it was just like, oh, things are not as I, I was. Um, this is how my therapist now like describes it. Basically, like things were happening inside of me and I was just like, like, like I was at the aquarium and I was looking, <laughs> looking at the orcas inside yeah. the thing. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, those are cool. But I wasn't. <laughs> now I'm swimming with the orcas. Right. Okay? Now you're in it. You're capsizing boats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we're out That's... there. Over that is actually so funny. That's so funny. Cause when I, um, I, I was in therapy as a teenager and then like out of it at coming into my twenties. And then I, I started going back in 2019. Um, and when, when I went back, one of, one of the things that I said, and, and it's funny that it's like fish and water, but I was like, I feel like, I feel like whatever's going on with me is like a, a scared fish in a lake. And anytime I get close to it, my shadow is over the water and that scares the fish away. And I can't, I can't ever get a good enough look at it or I can't touch mm. it or like, it's like it just disappears. Um, and it doesn't feel like that anymore, but I, I just love that it's like, yeah, you know, you know how feelings like fish in water and you can't, it's like, oh, that fish is over there and I can't get at it. I'm like, yes, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, but yeah, yeah it's like that fish petting that fish. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the in the lake. With, I am the lake, and I am the fish, and it's all it's all part of the same thing, and it's great. It's comfy in there. Um, but yeah, it's, I I just felt at such a remove uh, from myself. There was like a, a real alienation, I think, for a long time that I don't feel anymore at all, and it's a big relief. That's so interesting. Just like um, you know, I, I will never make you discuss the craft of acting. <laughs> 
what's interesting is because, right, so much of performing is in like being able to tap in or drop in, you know, or mm-hmm. allegedly, you know, what there's what, you know, you're taught so often of like that thing. But to think, yeah. you know, you were sort of like, like, I was like, yeah, I could do that, but that ain't it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like where I matter. Like, that's not me really you mm-hmm. know so it's like mm-hmm. you have this work to do wait what do you mean i'm not sure i get it well sort of like to be able to turn on certain emotional states as needed mm-hmm. yeah. for work but at the same time in your personal life not really being in touch with those emotional states well th- let me ask you yeah. uh, uh, has the craft have <laughs> you have you gotten better at acting now that you feel more integrated and less kind of like yeah uh, all over the place so much i i think anyway i think i've gotten so much better um and i can really well, i can really feel that i can really tell uh um and it feels great it's incredibly satisfying yeah by the way when i said all over the place i didn't mean just kind of like scattered i meant more like quantum if that makes sense <laughs> yes. like you would yeah 100 in all these different places at once and it's tough to yeah uh, collapse the waveform, I suppose, if I'm going with this metaphor. Ooh, we like that. No, we take that metaphor all the way. We love. Yes, yes, collapse the waveform. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you close with your family? Um, this whole, you know, sort of, how much are they, um, how much do you talk to them? Are they involved in sort of this journey with you, et cetera, et cetera, just out of curiosity. Yeah. So I, so I'm um, an entire ocean away from my yeah. family physically. Um, and we, we love each other very much. Like the, like the relationship is good. There's like this literal distance involved. And then also I would say that like, um, particularly in my adulthood, it's like my family and I were able to speak to each other in a way that's like gentle, but also quite, um, quite emotionally frank and like sort of quite, yeah, I guess there's, there's this sort of, uh, equals thing going on that I, that I think is important. Um, but I, I've observed that I think it's like, we don't, I, I don't know that there are some people who would think that we don't speak that often. Like I, friends of mine who are in like family group texts or whatever. I'm always like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want that. No, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't know a thing about that. Um, uh, but so it's not like there's not a lot of structure involved, mm-hmm. but we are in regular touch and like regular good touch. I would say. Yeah. There's, you're honest. You're real with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> This is me and Andy's personal journeys, and that's why I'm always just very curious. No, it's just the yeah, it's just the the thing I've been dealing with recently is: do I really want to open up the can of worms that is our relationship, or am I like, yeah. let's just let's just skate on this frozen <laughs> frozen river? I mean, this is just me, and this is so indicative of, of just like my my personality. But my thing is always like, I'm like, you gotta you gotta smash it, you gotta open the can of worms immediately, like you gotta fall in the ice. But that's because like, I, that's, that's just me because my thing is, it's like, if I, if I feel with, with anyone period that we're like on ice, that to me is more unbearable than any subsequent conflict is going to be, you know? Uh Yeah, 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 yeah. To be, to be hanging in, to be hanging in the balance for me is like worse than, um, the outcome I'm scared of. I t- I'm totally that way. It's interesting. But I've also had to learn to navigate sort of... I cannot force someone to tell me mm-hmm. what I want to hear. And I don't even mean the specific exactly. one I want to hear, but like 
pulling yeah. it out of them. Like I have to kind of be like, all right, this person is entitled to uh, yes. not want to fuck with me right now, not want to have a conversation, yeah. be conflicted. Like I could not handle anyone being mad at me. I couldn't handle them. Not even just mad. I think I couldn't handle someone like not being warm. Like if someone's not mm. warm, I assume they hate me. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. No, no, we fully project. I'm with you on that. If someone is just like neutral, I will fully project that onto them as if they are just a uh, screen at the drive. Nope, yep, I know what a projector does. I know what a projector does. I like it. I know what a projector does. <laughs> but it's like that that thing, you know? And so like, it's so true where I'm like, let's just talk about it. Let's just, talk, you know, and kind of learning and I think now I've gotten better, especially, I, th- I think I did this a lot more with fr- just friendships, where like, just let people, mm-hmm. you know, obviously ping them, check in, are we good, or do you want to talk about something? But like, if they say yeah. no, and if it seems off, it's like, just, I have to let it be. And that is so hard. And it's funny, because it's like part of, in, in talking about a can of worms you need to open, or you're worried about opening, right? It's like, what, the it, it, it actually doesn't have to be fraught, because that's what, that's what, the agony is and having to sort through any of that stuff. And that's why the stakes can feel so high. If it's like, Oh, somebody's not responding to me in a way that makes me feel good or whatever. It's like, it's, it's because it's like, well, this is really fraught and I need this to go a certain way. Otherwise it means something about me. And it's like, no, 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 it doesn't. It's like, if you allow yourself and the people around you space to, um, to be the complete people that you are coming at a, a situation or a feeling um, with room to like feel around it and in it and be with each other and that's okay and there's actually no crisis you know then then we're going to be fine it's like no it's I'm I'm it's not it is okay for you to be upset with me or like it is okay for you to not know what to say and it is okay for you to not want to talk about it right now and also I don't want the can of worms shut because that hurts us both in the long run and that's also unnecessary. So nothing, nothing needs to happen in a certain way or nothing needs to happen right now, but I, I am going to open this and then you feel however you're going to feel about me opening that and we'll deal with that too, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. And like that, if you're able to get to a place where it's not precarious, um, then it, then it also becomes easier to do, right? Cause it's like, well, it's not, well, nothing's the end of the world then, you know, everyone's going to be all right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> nothing's the end of the world. Everything's so. going to be all right. Live. I think most of the time. Live. Live. Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to be my therapist? I know. I know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Take, wait a minute. Do you take WJ insurance? Yeah. Do you take guild insurance? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. That felt like the perfect time though. Andy, yeah. Cause I feel like live is ready to dispense some wisdom. Yes. And we've got people. Let's go. Let's go. Break. And when we get back, we're going to answer your advice questions. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And we're back with Liv Houston here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Liv already ready. Liv, Liv really said it's going to be all right. And maybe I said, help the people. one of our most mentally healthy guests. <laughs> you <laughs> oh, it's so hard one. It's so hard one. <laughs> Should we do that? Should we have our own, like, Las Culturistas Awards, but for... Oh, my no. God. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Most Can I have a sash? Best. Please. A strongest boundaries. <laughs> the guest with the most open heart. The guest with the loosest butt. The g- <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. So we get questions from all over. From our listeners from Twitter, DMs, Instagram, Gmail, voicemail. Naomi, what is that number? 323-524-7839. Y'all, it's a three-minute limit, so you better keep it up. You better keep it tight. You got to give us the thesis up top in case you get cut off. I believe both of these. Yes. Well, within the time limit. Okay. Well, not well within the time limit. Okay. Okay. Let's do this one. Hey, y'all. I had to write this down or I'll get distracted and I'll forget what I'm saying. So my situation is I have a friend. Let's call her Tina. um, Who's been cheating on her long-term partner for about eight years. Um, she tends to brag and, uh, tell me all the little dirty details of her situation, um, and how she is coming off as like feeling like sexually liberated, um, because she is going after what she wants and is being pleasured for the first time while all, you know, pretending to, trying to figure it out with her partner of, you know, eight years. Um, I'm happily married and it's really hard to listen to. Like after every conversation, I feel icky. I feel gross. Um, I love her to death. She's been my best friend for like 15 years. Right. And um, it's, it's just like this whole new side of her that it's just it's really hard to get behind um and be supportive in it you know what i mean it's like y'all don't have kids you guys have a business together but i just don't get why just you know drop him like he's not into Polly, and you going behind his back is just being not faithful so i always feel icky after every conversation with her and I want to be supportive. So I tend to just not really say much. I ask questions like, well, he's not going to leave his wife for you. So how does that make you feel? You know, um, try to just see, I don't know. It's, it's just really tough for me. And I have 
very much people pleasing tendencies and I'm working really hard mm-hmm. towards um not doing that, which is really really fucking hard honestly. Um so my my question is like what would y'all do? Um because like I love her, I wanna, you know, continue being friends with her, but the situation is just like just icky. It doesn't make me feel good. And yeah, it's just uh just not a good situation. So would love to hear what y'all think about it. But love you guys. Um and uh can't wait to hear from you. Okay. okay. People okay. pleaser with a cheaty friend who's telling them all about it. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Is um <laughs> I love this though. <laughs> So here's the thing is, uh, you, is that you've known Tina for 15 years. So Tina knows that you're a people pleaser. And, uh, what, what's happening here is, um, I think that, uh, Tina is using, uh, talking to you and processing it with you as a way to feel okay about what she's doing. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. if, if this is just, this is, this is just like something that's happening to me that I can talk to my friend about as opposed to like something wrong that I am doing. Um, <laughs> So it's, you're being put in a position of enabling her because now the responsibility is sort of yours as well in terms of like, what, what do we do here? And it's like, well, you shouldn't be in a position where it's your job to do anything because it's not your relationship. Why are you involved? You're involved because Tina needs a sounding board in order to, um, justify her own behavior, which is not a tenable position for you to be in. You can't control what Tina does, but you can control um, your, like, boundaries around it. What I would do is tell her, don't talk to me about this shit anymore. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. You, you can't. It's like you, you're an adult and you, you can do whatever you want. Don't involve me because I hate it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's what I, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, I say start dating Tina's husband, <laughs> and then say, "How do you like it?" You don't, do you? But see, that's even too much because that's trying to teach Tina a lesson. <laughs> no, and this I is my don't. big thing. I know, of course, no, because you always advocate something inside. But my <laughs> thing is like something. This idea of like, I want to be a good. F- I'm. I've been her friend. I want to be a good friend, so I want to support her. We're not mm-hmm. in kindergarten anymore. No. I don't think being a good friend means agreeing with someone all the time. No, 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 no. And it's like with it's in a friend in a, when if a friend is like uh, doing the wrong thing, it's like me being your friend is not me being like everything you do forever is totally fine and good with me. Exactly. You know? No, it's not. What What are you doing? This sucks so bad. Break up with your partner immediately. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, and also yeah. because, and I think you know, you're right here, Liv. Where it's like. You're saying you're people pleasing. Your friend knows that. So it's like, yeah, you're the friend they're going to go to. Because I bet they don't have yes, a lot exactly. of people who can or want to hear this. Because especially if you've been in a relationship for eight years, you probably have a lot of common friends. So you don't have people mm-hmm. who you can tell without that, you know, your partner finding out. And then also you may have the friends who are like, ew, you nasty. Get out of here. <laughs> so it's like you have become probably the one or like one of a small number who even knows this stuff. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. so true that like you can't stop. You can't stop her, but you can no, certainly say not your job to. It's not your job, but you can certainly say, "Hey, I really don't like hearing this. Like, this is not a good look on you, or this makes me feel icky because I know your partner, or yeah, this is so you know whatever. You don't need a big like whole again. This kind of goes back to what you were saying right before about like the can of worms. It doesn't have to be fraught necessarily. Yeah, 
No, and also you don't owe, you don't owe her any particular justification. You know, yeah. it's like it doesn't need to be that complicated. It was just a matter of this is an untenable st- situation for me to be put in. I don't want to hear about this from you. You need to figure it out on your own. Yeah. yeah. There's this Sartre essay. I think it's like his essay on existentialism where he talks about when you go to people for advice or to talk to them about something, you're cho- in choosing them. You are choosing someone mm-hmm. that That's- will that there you're, yeah. there's a reason why you've chosen yeah, that you're choosing person. a certain response you are choosing the yeah. response by choosing that person yeah i wrote now this is freshman year of college <laughs> i of course wrote an essay that's like well aren't you sometimes just trying to s- see if they have options you haven't thought of and that's true no i, say, no, I don't think so freshman year andy <laughs> did. exactly exactly but there is, you are, you, you, when you, as an adult, I've seen this now, I'm like, when you go to, you're not going to pick the person who you know is like, I, well, I've never cheated on my spouse. Exactly. I, I exactly. Think, you know, mm-hmm. You're not going to go to that person mm-hmm. and be like, oh man, I rimmed I, this dude for two hours. Rimmed, Andy. This goes, this is a Coke on a car. You're coming up with <laughs> Coke on a car. <laughs> oh, people don't do coke off the hood of a car and then rim someone for two hours? Well, I wouldn't know. I actually do have a friend who told me a story about doing coke off the hood of a truck once. So I guess you are right. And I guess wow. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. Thank okay. You. Wow. Thank okay. you Liv for acknowledging through. my truth. Mea culpa. It's my bad, Andy. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But put yeah. up the boundary. Y'all been friends long enough that you should be able to put up the boundary. Like 15 years. Not, it could be a zombie friendship. It could be a friendship that's gone on so long, and it's just like, yeah, we hang out, and she tells me about. But this doesn't sound like this. At least not the way <clears throat> that the caller's putting it. It does seem like this is a good friend, and obviously they, you know, they talk with some frequency. It would be different, and I don't even know if it would still be that different. But like when it's like, oh, this is a coworker, or oh, this is someone I only see a couple times. So you know when you. When the relationship is kind of surfacey, you're like, well, do I, is it even worth like getting into it? You know, like having a fight or having, yeah. or having whatever. Yeah, so this seems very important. Exactly. Where I'm like, and also mm-hmm. I think you guys should have a strong enough foundation that yeah, exactly. this shouldn't be the end of your friendship. And it sounds like yeah. that's what you're afraid of. That's why you don't know what to say. Because you're afraid that- Within a healthy friendship, within a healthy friendship of the length that you're describing, it has to be okay for you to set a boundary like this. Like, yeah. it- if, if, if it is the kind of thing where it's like for you to say, I don't want to hear about this would be a massive problem, then then you have a bigger problem than that, mm, you know? Hello. Okay. Okay. Liv did not come to play this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. Uh-huh. uh-huh. The hard truths. The hard truths. Yeah. You got a bigger problem than that. that let's, mm-hmm. So let's just game out for a second. If you were in this conversation and I'm like, yeah, yeah then I sucked his toes. What <laughs> and you're like and you don't want to hear about it. What would you yeah. say? I just want to give the caller some kind of script that they can work <laughs> off of. Okay, Wait, Tina, it's not about the toe sucking. Can't stress enough that that's not the problem. <laughs> but what is the problem is that you coming to me with details about your affair um, makes me uncomfortable because I know both you and your partner, and it's not okay with me that I am now carrying this secret as well. So you need to figure out what to do on your own. But in the meantime, I can't be a confidant for you about it. Wow. That's great. And they're like, do you know what it is? This is not exactly it. But like people that have sex in public and then like and get caught, uh-huh. they're roping you into their erotic arena <laughs> when you do not ask for it. And 
Tina is roping the caller into her erotic arena without the caller really. This is part of the fun for Tina. Yes, but part it's like of the getting fun to like getting to dish, get, about. getting to dish, getting part of fun, di- the, dish, yeah, exactly. and being like, I have a story, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. all right, babe, you Tina. gotta write it down. <laughs> like, do Tina, this, Tina, this is this is this is people's lives, Tina. This is real These shit. Come on lives. now. These are people's lives. Look, cheaters out there. <laughs> I can't control what you do, and I can't control anyone else's moral or ethical beliefs. Just don't tell us about it. <laughs> Go to like a, a Reddit thread of cheaters. Or no, I'm like, you could tell Go a total stranger. If a total show. stranger wanted to tell me about their cheating, I'm all ears because I literally don't know yeah. any of these people. Mm. And so I could be like, oh, that's itch. Like it's like watching a TV show where, where you're like, sure. I'm all in on this narrative, even though it's not my business. Another part of this that fascinates me too is it's like, I, hypothetically, as my friend, if if you're with somebody monogamously and I know both of you, and then you are like dishing to me about an affair you're having, surely there's a part of you that wants my help in blowing your relationship up. Because otherwise, why are you telling me? You're uh, shooting you yourself in the foot by telling me. Yeah. yeah. It's like now. You, you're, you're putting me in a position to fracture something like on your behalf and it's like you do it why don't you just do it <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's part of the that's part of this erotic arena is they want they want to duff off the responsibility to someone else about whatever yeah it's like on. there's got to be a part of tina's brain that is kind of hoping you'll do that well if you won't tell him i'm going to and it's and you and don't you can't be involved. She has to do it. Right. It's all ex- an extension of the drama. We're extending the drama yeah. of it all by doing mm-hmm. that. You could always, though, call her, sign up for an anonymous email address, <laughs> and then send Tina's partner an email that just says, check her texts. <laughs> check her texts. Oh, my God. If that's God, the start of a limited series. Yeah, don't do that, by the way. Don't, <laughs> don't actually do that. Check her texts. Damn. Okay. Do you want to read this one? Of course. This comes to us anonymous from Instagram direct message. All right. Too long didn't read. I need to have a conversation with my girlfriend about money boundaries somewhat soon, but she is struggling with a new disability and mental health, which makes it hard. Mm, love that thesis up top. Thesis up top. Thesis up top. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. here's the tip. Hey, y'all. Love the pod, and I love your love. I use they, them pronouns. So my girlfriend Sick. and I moved in together with my other roommate into a three-bedroom apartment for after only ni- after only nine months of dating. So girl okay. and their girlfriend moved in with the roommate. My other roommate and I were originally splitting a two-bedroom, but there's no rent control where we are, and we needed to find a third roommate at the same time my girlfriend discovered her ex-roommate was massively homophobic. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Our intention was to try and maintain similar boundaries as when we weren't living together. For example, oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> for example, we don't have a free pass to enter the other's room, among other things. Hmm. However, our finances have unintentionally been merging. It sounds like the new girl, by the way. <laughs> oh, the TV show you mean? Yes, Nick and uh, uh, Bones' sister, Zoe. De- <laughs> What's her name? Bones. Zoe Deschanel. Sister. Yeah, they yeah. were dating, and they lived in two separate rooms in oh. this apartment. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I've been rewatching the new girl. (laughs) However, our finances have unintentionally been merging. 
I'm living on a graduate student stipend, and while I have a financial safety net by way of my wealthy family, oh, brother, oh, they, <laughs> they are abusive, and I want to cut them out of my life. Okay, so maybe mm-hmm. get rid of some of that safety net. Mm-hmm. Even though my girlfriend is the same age as me, she is still an undergrad and living off of grant money and student loans. Her father was also partially supporting her, but she made the choice to cut him out over what was, in my opinion, a a petty semantic argument. He is immature and toxic, but she acknowledges he isn't abusive. This unfortunately happened right before she realized her federal grant money wasn't enough to pay for a full semester of rent. She also recently developed long COVID, so she Uh, hasn't had the energy to look for new jobs, private loans, financial counseling, or other emergency funds. This has put me in the position of having to temporarily cover her share of the past two months of rent and both of our groceries, which is more than I can afford without my family's support. Of course, I don't want her unhoused or hungry, but I also don't really have the choice to not pay her rent due to the way our apartment complex requires one person to pay everything. I am the only person with the cash to do this due to payroll timing. But there's an expectation my roommates pay me back in advance or on that same day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I know she's not trying to grift me. This whole situation is awful for everyone. I'm trying to be understanding, and I've communicated that I would love to help her find other financial options. But due to a previous relationship where she experienced financial abuse, she feels too overwhelmed by shame and fear to accept any help or have a conversation without a panic attack. Oh, boy. I'm going to just put a, just underline that. Yep, gotcha. Our lease is up in two months, and we've talked about looking at new places, but I don't want to live with someone who doesn't have a guaranteed source of income, and I don't know if she's made mm-hmm. any plans. She's looking for a therapist, but I can't imagine she'll have healed this financial trauma before the time we would need to sign a new lease. We're very in love, see a future together, and like living together. But I feel we should either live separately while she figures this out, or we need to really set up boundaries around our finances. I want her to accept my help setting her up with an emergency loan and also accept more money from her father before I chip in. I told her I wanted to talk about money before a certain date, acknowledged it would be hard for her, and suggested that I pay for a session with a couples counselor, but she's waffling. Mm -hmm. Any suggestions for how to have this conversation? Good boundaries to have around money? Or anything? Thanks. Y'all are the best. Send my love to the critters. Wow. Wait, That's you, okay. Thorny. All right. It's thorny. Yeah. They're really in it. They're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Live separately for sure. Wow. Um, but I like un- untangling everything else in the meantime. That's tricky. But it sounds like it sounds like this person's come at it from a good start in terms of like, I want to talk about money before this point in time. I know that that's going to be hard for you. I need to do it anyway. I'm willing to help with that difficulty in the following ways. Um, so it's like, I think you're coming at it from a good place. I don't know. What do you guys think? It is. It's such a Gordian knot of problems that I am figuring it difficult to where do you start, right? Because it is, everyone has their own, I was going to say traumas. I mean, some are traumas, some are probably mini traumas or whatever, but like there's all these different things that are intersecting. Well, this is the, these are the two things that stood out to me, which were when mm-hmm. we try to talk, she has a panic attack. Yes. And mm-hmm. 
all of the very kind and direct things that they've offered, which is like, we'll set up this emergency loan. We'll have a talk by this date. But they're saying yeah. that the um, that she's waffling. And I think yeah. the panic attack and the waffling, those are actually the bigger issues. Right? 100%. The actual yeah. money right. of it all. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. At the bottom of it is the is the panic attacks, right? Right. Because that prevents, that's the thing, if uh, if this was a video game, that would be the first thing you tackle because that's the thing that's underlying everything else. Right. Before you get to the big boss, you have to beat the mini boss and the mini boss is the panic attacks. Right. I, this this episode's going to win either a simile award or a metaphor <laughs> award. I got to tell you. Because you can't stop them. You can't <laughs> stop them today. But I think it's like, so I think this is where it's like, I, gr- I agree with you, Liv. Like, okay, I don't think y'all should live together. Um, perhaps you look at some a place that's close by to each other, especially if um, uh, your girlfriend's dealing with long COVID and will need some support and, you know, just to be close, to be able to, you know, be lovey and stuff and, like, not make it hard to be together. But I Rent think- a place with an ADU in the back. <laughs> I'd be like, guest house vibes. But I think it's also saying, like, you know, I think what sounds like could be happening and I could be wrong, but I say this as the partner who can have the stronger emotional response that can take over. I think that it. what I'm hearing so much is that, you know, you're going to great lengths to help her emotional process. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if you can insert some of your own honesty, which is I am also anxious and afraid. Yes. And, you know, Per, perhaps as a you know as opposed to kind of going in with like okay how do i take care of her and how do i make this okay Mm-mm. for her really putting yeah. where you're at first for the conversation i'm not saying you walk in you know all attitude but i think there's a way we're like instead of a conversation of like okay these are the things you need to fix which anybody mm-hmm. will be on their heels about i think if you start off being like hey there's a lot of anxiety for me too i am working yeah. very hard to extricate myself from my family and that includes their support, but needing to help you doesn't enable me to do that. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I think really kind of coming in with what you need and where you're at so that it doesn't feel like you're going like, change, change, change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. And then hopefully, like, you know, in that way, like a good partner is is going to say, okay, I hear you. <sighs> what can I do to help? And then And then you can sit there side by side and be together and be like, okay, yes, let's sign me up for this emergency loan. Let's sign me up for this yeah. loan. You know, whatever you do, don't do a payday loan. I don't want you to get into anything predatory. No, but, don't do that. But like, no, in fact, if you're going to do anything, grift your parents. <laughs> <laughs> what, what worries me here is um this sort of like, this feeling of like an inevitable slide. And I think that's worth paying attention to. Like the notion that like, oh, our finances have accidentally been merging um i really understand that feeling but uh the fact that you're not able to discuss it with her means that like the way that i'm hearing it is you're describing something that's happening to you without your control or say so it's like just this like this thing that is slipping through my fingers or this like this this thing that's passing me by or happening to me while i watch it unable to do anything that is not good that's not a good position to be in um, and it's sort of untenable, right? Because it's like, here's this ongoing, significant logistical problem that is not emotionally safe to discuss with your partner right now. Like that, that's, that, that, that's not going to work, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, 
so I think, I think your advice about, um, coming into the conversation with like, Hey, this, there's some real fear and anxiety here for me as well. And it's it, like, it can't, you both have to be in the room, you know, you both have to be in the room in the same way you both have to be in the relationship where it's like, insofar as you're both, uh, dealing with like very, very real pain and very real fear. Um, I just, I hope that you're both able to like show up constructively, you know, mm-hmm. even if yeah. it's hard, even if it's yeah. scary. That, that's the tricky thing. Yeah. I also want to say too, like the, the idea of like our finances have been mo- unintentionally merging. Well, that's not mm-hmm. what I read. What I read is you're paying for everything. Yeah, and then yeah. you know, I think finances merging is is you being diplomatic and trying to be kind. Yes. But basically, what you're saying is I'm paying for everything, but I don't actually have the means to do that. But because yeah. you know I come from money, or I've in the past had it, maybe there's been this assumption that you did yeah, have it or expectation, the expectation, or that you could. This it's going to sound dumb and basic, but write up a budget. Figure out what, how much money is actually coming in and how much money needs to be going out. Help, help your, your girlfriend do that for themselves and for yourself. Yeah. I just think figuring out that's, that, that seems to be the, I remember like the, you know, when I've been most financially panicked just because I, all this stuff was just in an opaque kind of area. And I was just like, uh, stuff's happening. And I don't know how, uh, like, I feel like it's. You know, I had um, I had a sick cat when I was in grad school. I was barely scraping by in grad school. The stipend was not a lot. And then I had a sick cat, and I just tossed my credit card at the vet hospital and said, help. <laughs> and then I spent the next six years, I think, <laughs> moving the debt around from one zero-interest credit card to another. Every, mm-hmm. every, every time that, that the zero-interest would run out, I'd be like, all right, time to move it to a different one. And I just remember those being very panicky years and very sweaty when it came to finances and when i finally started to figure out uh when i started to feel emotionally better i mean therapy but when i started to feel emotionally (laughs) better was in having a kind of handle on what money was going in and what was coming on, how, right, how much I right. needed and all that kind of stuff. And just that, that gave me a little bit of peace of mind that I was able to build everything else on. Right. You need to see it in black and white and this sense of like, okay, well, how much yeah. work do I need to do? Especially again, you know, your girlfriend has long COVID. That's no joke. You know, if you listen to this pod, no. you know, we don't play with the cocoa, so we, we're not going to minimize that for a second. So, but that, that's no, no. even more of a reason why it's got to be in black and white. Because if you only have the energy and bandwidth to work X number of hours... You need to really look at, okay, what do I need to make in those hours? What do I need to be bringing yeah. in if this is limited, right? I can't be out here, you know, driving for Postmates and teaching a, a class and doing whatever. You know, it's like, okay, what do I, what's, what can I do and what's going to help me do that? You know, and, you know, you were saying about like, yeah, it's like go back to the parents. It's like, okay, well, maybe there is a first step of like, okay, maybe having a conversation, you know, and talking as a couple. How do we approach a conversation with girlfriend's dad? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. to just and again in saying that this is a temporary thing, meaning dad, I just need a little thing to get me over this hump to get me in a new yeah. place. And then, you know, so again, it's not saying that forever you're going to need to be in his pocket, you know, it, like that she's going to need to be in his pocket, you know, like dad. But it's like 
maybe that's that first step, you know, something like that. But I think it's, you know, I think the key is to come into this conversation being open about where you're at. Yeah. How old is yeah. that? Can you commit social security fraud? With <laughs> <laughs> well, and two, it's like, this is just unsustainable, right? Yep. Because at, at the end of the day, it's quite matter of fact. This this discussion literally needs to happen because you have finite resources and you're on a literal clock. Yeah. So the the pain around it and the fear around it and the panic around it is going to need to be faced and worked through no matter what. And I, and both of you are better off doing that sooner rather than later. Exactly. Exactly. It isn't going to help. And I, cause I think also the big thing too, this money, this money stuff, you know, because you're saying too, it's like, um, you know, I love, we're very in love. We see a future. We liked living together. So there, it seems like the relationship foundation is sound. However, mm-hmm. this kind of money stuff can breed a mm-hmm. resentment that can ruin yeah. all of that. It can undo all of yeah, that. Yeah. And it can, it's like, it can build an unspoken pattern of expected behavior around money that sounds like is already starting to happen with you. This idea of like, oh, our finances are unintentionally merging. This thing is just happening to me. Like, this is how we do things now. Having never had a conversation about it, you've got to have a conversation about it. And it might really suck, but it's going to suck so much worse if you don't. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Last thing, I think. Can you apply for disability if you have long COVID or has the government pretended that it is doesn't exist so that you can't? Because I thought that that was a possibility. It may I'm be, not sure. but it may be. But even if it is, it's it takes a while. Anything yeah. like that, but still, you may you not get look, your, in, look yes, into it. I think that's I'm no, just saying. Oh, yes, saying, yes, yes. I'm, totally. I'm thinking of practical stuff. Y'all are handling the emotional. <laughs> I'm thinking about some practical. Things. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. You're right. That's you're good. Right. That's important. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. impar- the practical. No, no, you're right. Totally. And I think I also think too. Well, one way to try too is like this is a conversation that you maybe have in a couple parts. Meaning like, hey, tonight let's just talk about something like you said, right? Like what? How much needs to come in and how much is going out? Yeah. And that's like something where you guys like. Sit yeah, and that's great. From. And then Make if some the- homemade pizza. <laughs> Sit down and have that convo. Yeah, because that's probably part of it too. This idea that like, oh, this big, looming, scary, horrible conversation we need to have by the end of which everything must be resolved. It's like, yes. no, no, no. That's that that makes it into such a mountain. Like, you can do it in parts. That's okay. It's probably going to be much easier. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So the first half, and that way too, if your girlfriend's anxiety starts to rise a bit, okay, we out. We take a little break. We out. Let's talk about it in a couple mm-hmm. days. Also, g- taking those couple yeah. days to do whatever online research or whatever you need to do as a result of that first conversation, then you pick it up up again again we don't want to take too much time yeah. in between but enough to not make it get too tense and keep mm-hmm. you guys both on task yeah perfect live as our most mentally healthy guest i have to ask do you have time for <laughs> one more i do let's do it okay, okay wow. I, I feel like we have to take advantage of the situation <laughs> oh my right. god stop it's gonna go to my head <laughs> here's a voicemail Okay, so this is Christina, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm hoping third time is the charm. Um, <clears throat> my asthma's been acting up. It's kind of embarrassing, but anyway, so I'm trying to just get through this. So I've been on and off with the same guy from age 15. I'm almost 29. I've been married. I'm divorced. We've been on and off all these years. I've cheated on people with him. I've always wanted him. Now we're at a place where we're in a long-distance relationship, and he is getting more and more serious, which is what I've always wanted from him, so I'm happy with that. Um, he's been visiting more. We live in different states. All that's great. 
um, I've always known that he's a bit of a womanizer, and that's putting it, like, gently, but it doesn't matter because no matter how much of an asshole he can be or how much I haven't trusted him in the past, like, I know I love this man, and I, I, I get it, okay? I know how he is. So he knows I'm bisexual, so I basically have said to him, like, hey, I expect it, like, as I let you be with other women, then that should be the same case for me. But he's not okay with that. So he wants me to send him news of these other women and propose threesomes all the time. And it feels shitty. I mean, I let him have sex with other women, so I want him to let me have the same. Um, I don't know what to do. This man can be an asshole, but I love him so much. And I kind of think I'm going to have his kids one day. And so I'm just trying to figure out how do we bridge a fucking compromise? Um... Just because I'm bisexual, it doesn't mean that I want to have a threesome with him every time. I mean, the point of having a healthy, open relationship is that he has his life and I have mine. That's a separate thing from our relationship, as long as we're both following the ground rules that we have, which is like using protection, letting each other know, things like that. So any advice you have is so helpful. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I love you guys. Bye. Okay, Liv had a reaction, so I said, "Go." We all did. My eyes are dry because they were so wide open with surprise the entire two minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. 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 Um. So the first most immediate piece of this to me uh, is, is something something that this caller said, which was like the it's like the whole point, like the, the exercise of being in a healthy open relationship is like following the same ground rules. It does not seem to me as though the two of you um, are necessarily on the same page about what those ground rules are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what you are describing to me is not a situation where everybody's on the same page about what the ground rules are and it's working. That doesn't, that doesn't seem to be what's going on. <laughs> At all. Also, most urgently, do not send this man nudes of other people. Right, 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 right. First right, and foremost. First of all, the very basic first thing First and foremost. Do, do not do that. Do not share other people's nudes with anybody. Okay, great. <laughs> Don't do that. Yes. Um, and so it does, and it's, it's interesting to me that I heard a few things. Just structurally, where it's like, okay, the kind of relationship we have is where he, I, I let him sleep with other women and he doesn't let me sleep with other women. Um, and the important things are that we use protection and that we let each other know. You are saying some things to me that sound a little contradictory and a little vague, which is like, okay, our lives are separate. I let him do his thing, but also I want him to let me know and I want there to be practices in place that we agree on. Um, and it's like, we we're in an open relationship, but he doesn't want me to sleep with other women. And so, so what's that? So what, what is actually happening? Like what, what actually are the circumstances of the relationship that you're in right now? And how would you like them to be different is the most urgent line of inquiry to me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. By the way, this does not sound like an open relationship. This sounds like, no. <laughs> like, like he is one person. And I mean, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you finish live, but real quick, it's like, it's somebody <laughs> mm-hmm. too, where it's like, the first thing I hear was like, I've been into this person since I was 15. Mm-hmm. He's kind of an asshole. I I'm know 29. he's a womanizer, but also mm-hmm. I want to have his children. To me, I think we're too attached to a memory of a person. 
and too committed to like, or not just the, sorry to interrupt you, <laughs> not the memory of the person necessarily, but the memory of who you were at that time. Well, maybe, but I also think it's like, you know, the person who you're like, I was in love with them when I was younger and we've always had a thing. But sometimes I think it's easy to have a thing with somebody or to always hold a candle when you're not in each other's lives all the time. Because you yeah. don't get that lived in day in, day out. Because somebody who you describe as a womanizer and kind of an asshole, I imagine if y'all were around each other all the time, you he wouldn't feel so great. He wouldn't feel so great. It's anymore. like, what? How? what is the respect he has for you? And how is it different if he's a womanizer and an asshole? This is what I you mean. Know? Exactly. Because it's like, well, maybe y'all and then have a nice two-week bout. Mm-hmm. If, that's, if that's the kind of person he is and that's your esteem of him, then like how... How does it sit with you when he wants like sexual details of women you're interested in or, or you know how he treats women and he's off doing that and either telling you about it or not? It's, it's just it's all it's all a bit unclear to me and I don't love that. I, it also I, I think um, as diplomatically as possible, it seems like you guys have a lot of baggage together. Um, and I think that is always going to be uh, tricky um, the idea that like you've known this person since you were a, a, a teenager, like a young teenager, and then in the meantime have been married to somebody else, like have been on and off with him, have cheated on other people with him, it sounds like multiple times, mm-hmm. like that that kind of attachment is, it seems, it's like, okay, you're long distance, you're like, you're now both like, okay, we are actually going to do this thing. You're coming off of a long, formative stretch of, like, unclear, torrid, back-and-forth, unsettled history with this person. So if you want something stable and serious and agreed upon, it's like, get on the same page about it immediately. I don't know how, like set up this sounds right now if that's the right way to say it i know what you mean i know what you mean how set up it sounds because i think it's also especially this idea that you know he won't allow you he is allowed to sleep with other people mm-hmm. um but it also sounds like that's something you kind of did you agree to it or was it something that kind of you had no control over basically because you're saying you you're like well this is who he is so it's like mm-hmm. okay well he comes with that but then you're not you're not able to so basically well is it a lot like it seems like she's doing it anyway. But I don't know if she's actually she, she's doing what? Like I don't know if she's hooking up cuz it seems like she is like she's like I want to hook up with people and what he wants is like to be included in that and he's like well you know bring the person over show me pictures and it's like well actually if you get to have sexual mm-hmm. dalliances off on your own I want to have them on my own. Yeah, and don't make assumptions about what I'm interested in or what the other people I'm seeing are interested in, which is why I keep coming back to this thing of like I don't think you guys actually do agree on what the parameters of your relationship are right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's like the distance of it all and the baggage of it all. This I get also the the whiff, and maybe I'm just reading into it too much, that uh he's older. I don't know if that's I don't know. True. I don't get yeah. that. At all. I don't know. He just seems controlling in a way that if they had both been fifteen <laughs> at the time. <laughs> oh, you think he, mm-hmm. he's been like I don't an know, older just guy. He, I get the whiff of like that he's like an older controlling guy. Maybe I don't know how much older, but like I don't know. Maybe I'm just <sighs> looking at friends relationships and um projecting from things that they have done onto, onto <laughs> this. But like I just like between the, 
Sorry, Liv, you, you live a lot of you live a lot of life between 15 and 29 and for this guy to have been woven into the backdrop of all of that it's like no wonder there's a, a lack of clarity at the moment you know yeah, yes absolutely absolutely but i guess i just you know it's so hard and again and i'm gonna go by what what our caller has told us, right? Because I don't, because mm-hmm. this seems so much driven and focused on the sex of it all. And yes. so I think that, you know, I just wonder about, like, it seems like, again, somebody you, you've known for so long where it's like, you obviously have the sexual chemistry and there's a connection here, mm-hmm. but I wonder if there's the emotional security and safety here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, and again, I'm basing this because you no, don't. There isn't. There, yeah, there, you didn't. You uh, didn't very give us any of that. Isn't. Like, because someone's like, I'm gonna have his kids. That's not the same thing as I love him. That's not the same mm-hmm. thing as like he's my. Best and the friend. only <laughs> like it's not the only emo- the only emotional fact that we have about this person from that voice message is that he's an asshole. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's like I know how he is, and I've accepted it because I love him. Well. You might need to I don't know love. about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you might need to unpack that with a professional because I don't know if you need to, like, again, you have this history and there was some value there and there is love there and there is whatever, you know. Is there? Maybe. I think they're kind of, I think it sort of is like, you know, the again, and the only thing I can think of is like the person you, you know, the one who got away or the person you always thought of or something. But, you know, 29, 30 ain't old. So it's like not one of those things where you got to just like, be so invested in this person because oh yeah Yeah. because they've been around right because they've been around you don't and so no no that's really true i want him to come he's coming to visit more which i like like you know you want to build a real relationship but then it really Mm -hmm. does seem like at the same time yeah, I mean, like Liv said, it's like y'all ain't on the same page about what this openness no. looks like. He gets to play so by like, a different rule than you. That's mm-hmm. not cool. Yeah. If if you are going to keep seeing this guy and that and that is something that is important to you, then I think you, you've got to like with yourself, without him in mind at all, really think about like what kind of open relationship you would want to be in and why. Not, not because it's what he needs or not because it's the kind of person he is. Like, just you on your own. What kind of relationship do you want to be in? And forget about him for a second. So get some clarity about that. And then, like, is that possible with him? Mm. Like, why or why not? Is that something you can go to him about and talk to him about? Why or why not? And then if you are going to see this guy... Get on the same page about it, like ASAP, babe. You know exactly, exactly. It, it. I mean, look, I don't use this lightly, but it does feel very emotionally abusive. Well, I just don't like him. This idea of send me somebody else's nudes. Well, that because oh, it's, I that's, hate like, that. To me, that speaks to a larger issue of respect. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, the kind of like thing that's like. That's what makes me feel like I was like, there's something about him that just ain't sitting right, and it's not simply again, again true. I'm using the words you gave. You told us now. So you painted a picture of his ass, okay? Somebody painted the picture. Yeah, there was never like, you didn't say all the stuff and they're like, also he works at an animal rescue and he (laughs) saved over 5,000 dogs in his Or no, but you don't even say like, we talk on the phone for hours and I can tell him anything. Like you didn't give us any of that stuff. There was none of that. There was only... But that kind of part where it's like... He's got a great dick. That's all (laughs) that we know. And it's like... So I think that's, you know, and this is why part of me is like, you know... 
I get having a history and having a connection, but that don't always mean that's your person or that, is, that person's worth no. rearranging your life for. It's, it may not be, you know. I, think um, that- I would love for the kind of relationship you want to be in um, being decided based on like you and what you want rather than yes. what you think is possible with this guy. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. I'm Do you snapping. Know what? Do you know what Christina is doing? What I used to do with sketch writing, I would write to my budget, which was maybe $10. <laughs> so my imagination was was bounded by what I thought I could spend. So I could only have $10 worth of props. So then the sketches uh, you know, were sitting in my living room. Right. Stuff like that. Right, right, right. Totally. I say expand your emotional imagination to, to – a Game of Thrones type world. <laughs> Anything's open for you. You live, yeah. you like expand yeah. your emotional imagination and then think through what you really want. Yeah, you don't have to settle. You, you don't, don't have, have to settle. You don't have to settle for this goblin. And the, and the long-term connection does not, like this, I think that's the other thing too, right? Understanding that like you can be connected to a person, but that doesn't mean you have to spend your life with them. No. And like, I would, I would really encourage you to not like sunk cost fallacy your way into ignoring the bits of this that are not working. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's the end. That's the <laughs> mic drop. That's the mic drop. <laughs> oh my God. Live, 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 live. <laughs> You are an angel. You're an angel, oh, baby, a baby you. angel. And I am sip. We're honored. We're honored. Yes. yes. This was so wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So much for coming, for understanding the assignment, oh for changing lives. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. You're the best. And literally, hell yeah. Love it. See you. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.